In a world where bad news is on the loose, you need someone to keep speaking faith into your life. Tune in for faith-lifting, spirit-filled messages to guide you during the week. This message is brought to you by BLAST, believers living and succeeding together. As great is your faithfulness, Jesus. Great is your mercy towards me and your loving kindness towards me and your tender mercies I see day after day. Can we celebrate them and give them a big round of applause? Hallelujah. Now, we are going to go straight into the Word of God today, and I trust that God Almighty is going to bless you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your Word. Lord, we open up our hearts this afternoon. We receive your Word with simplicity of heart. May this Word not return unto you, O God, void. May it accomplish the purpose for which you are sending it into every life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So we've been talking about unwavering hope, and this is a part two of it. Now, the reason why we are talking about this is because, generally, we live in an environment that is utterly depressing. You know, yesterday, I, w- I went out in to the supermarket to buy some stuff with my son. And when we got to the supermarket, ah, come and see confusion. 
people were transferring, it was not going. Some people were using POS, it was bouncing back. So everybody, cuckoo, remained there. So I was like, why are there so many people? Then when I looked at how the, the cashier was struggling with the people with different ATM cards, and they would say, okay, I will do transfer. Bro, I never get allowed. You must remain here. So if you don't get transferred, 30 minutes, I'll remain. Meanwhile, I've been debited. Ah. Allah, Allah, Allah. Yeah, you, you know, when, when, when you add that to the regular battles of life, bro, you need hope. Because already, there are too many things to fight for in this country. You are going, JJ. Somebody's owning behind you. Oh, God, I won't, I, won't, I won't carry my car on my head now. You look back. Everybody's angry. <laughs> oh, God will help us in this country. You know, they, 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 you don't have cash, you trek. School calendars have been completely disrupted. You take children to school today, they say, come and carry them because we don't know what will happen after election. So you, you, you now begin to like, okay, so who will stay with this child when I'm gone to work? So they mess up your whole plan. See, you need hope for such a time as this. And that's why the book of Hebrews in chapter 10 says, and that is our uncle's scripture. It says, let us cease, I'm looking at Amplified, let us cease and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. Because he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. Ha! Huh. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. I'll read that from the new um, easy to read version. Easy to read version says, God gave us the ability to think about his world. But we can never completely understand everything he does. Do you have that in your own Bible? He said, but we can never completely understand everything that it does. Look at the way NLT puts it. New Living Translation says, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. You see, these are some of the scriptures that form the anchor of my spiritual life. You know, growing up in a deprived family, the only thing I had and held on to was hope of a better tomorrow. Some of you cannot relate. When, when you want to sleep, they use center table to divide the parlor. Where my mom's children will sleep on one side. Then the children of the first wife 
will sleep on the other side of the divide, on mat. I know you can't relate, no problem. But me, I know where I'm coming from. So when the Bible says, God makes everything beautiful in its own time, I can relate with it. Because I'm looking for a better tomorrow. So I have no option than to hold on to that word. <laughs> you know, when, when, when you meet people whose only hope in life is a word of promise, fear them. You know why? They will go very far. But if you, if you are looking at one uncle, one auntie, one person, eh, well, if I don't get a job, eh, she'll be somebody, this one will... I'm not talking about sort people. I'm talking about people who, without the help of God, they can't make it in life. That was the category I belonged to. And that is the best category. He said, yet God has made everything beautiful in its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. Now look at the conclusion. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to the end. That's NLT. I don't know whether that, okay, that's it. Even then, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning, no matter how spiritual you are. And the Lord will help us. Because the reason why we are talking about Holding on to hope without wavering is because there will be many times in your walk through life when you will not understand what God is doing. Am I communicating? You know, and I've said this before, that I wish I would understand. I wish I would know that for me to get from here to that door, I will meet a job loss. So that when I meet it, I will know, ah, yeah, God told me that there will be, oh, that a uh, time will come. I will lose my job. But two months after, I will get another job. Then I will not worry. I wish that God would tell me that six years into the journey, I will not be married. All my friends will be getting married. They'll be sending me invitation. And everybody will be asking me, bro, when are you getting married? And that I will know that I shouldn't worry about all those questions because four, five years after, I will get married instead of getting worried. And that is why you must never allow any situation to take hope from your heart. Hallelujah. We live in uncertainty. But like the Bible says, we don't fully understand the scope from when to when. From when to when now? From beginning to the end. We don't know. Let me tell you, you, you see this person you are looking at, I, I give God the glory for what he has done in my life. But I've told you before that there was a time in my life that somebody looked at me and my wife and they said, Rotimi and his wife belong to the ministry of beggars. They called us beggars because we asked for help. 
to buy a car. But guess what? It was part of the journey. There was a time this woman you were looking at, shortly after we got married, the only food we had was Gary that we soaked in water. But it was part of the journey. You know why you must never lose hope? What you are going through is part of the journey. But it is not the destination of your life. Am I communicating? Because I know some of you, some don't have good jobs. Some are doing jobs that they are not proud of. They are paying you 70000 They are paying you 100000 And you're like, what the, what the hell is this? Bro, it's part of the journey. As long as you continue to serve God, as long as you continue to do what you are doing, you are not wavering in your commitment to God. You keep giving, you keep sowing, you keep working, you keep serving. You keep showing love, you keep showing kindness. You keep praying, you keep pushing, you keep developing yourself. Omar, it's a matter of time. You know, and, and that is why you must not be so quick to give up because you are going through a challenge. It will show us a picture of the future, but it will not tell us the pathway that we'll go through. And it's not because you committed a sin, because that's the very first sin the devil will tell you. That God is punishing you because of what you did in university. You remember that abortion? Uh -huh. That's why. And I've told you, and I'm telling you again, that that is a lie from the pit of hell. Am I communicating? And well, of course, we, we, we can relate with the story of Joseph, who had a beautiful dream, like some of us here. You dream of having your own house in Lekki. You dream of having your, your, your own car. In fact, you have cars in your garage. You know how you enter a car. You don't even need to have a key. The one they call key, is it key as they call it now? You just step on the brake and just press one button. Car, don't start. That's a dream. And you're excited about it. And it is right for you to dream. You know why? Because dream costs you zero. If you are here, you don't have a dream of who you want to be and where you want to be, then there's a problem somewhere. Because indeed and in truth, you must dream. Am I, coming, am, am I talking to people at all? Now, that was the kind of dream that God gave Joseph. But God didn't tell him the pathway. Because if he had told him the pathway, he would say, God, carry your dream, make you the go. I'm not interested. But God didn't tell him. And he was so excited, unknown to him. The very first thing he experienced was separation from his loved ones. Can you imagine a 17-year-old boy? being separated from, from the love of his father. He was a favorite of his dad. Being separated and being thrown to Kutonu, where he does not even understand their language. Then before you can say Jack, they made him a slave. Before you can say Jack, somebody lied against him and they threw him into prison. Where was God? If it were to be some of us, we will stop going to church. We'll stop ushering. 
will stop serving God because uh, if, if God truly loved me, he would not have allowed all these things to happen to me. But guess what? It is part of the story. You know, you know a, lot, a lot of people, when they probably look at me today, they will say, ah, this guy is so lucky, this guy is this, this guy is this. I need to show you the scars that I carry. Not physical scars, though. Scars. Emotional scars. The tears that I cried when my wife looked at me few months into marriage and it was only Gary we could afford. And she was the one encouraging me. Today, there is absolutely no food that we want that we cannot buy. But that time was part of the journey. So the tears some of you cry, they are tears that are part of your journey to becoming. Am I communicating? And that was why when Joseph eventually became prime minister and he saw his brothers coming and they bowed, what did he do? Eh? Can you remember what he did? The Bible says he went to one corner and cried. You know why? He finally understood. Ah! You will eventually understand. Eventually it will make sense why you have to go through what you are going through. Ah. You know, when God breaks you, when God takes you through the school of need, the school of hunger, the school of being called a beggar, by the time you eventually manifest, everything and anything called pride would have died. And that is why, to a large extent, I have a very soft heart. Forget about all the shouting. I have been completely broken. I can look at somebody and 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 look at him as if he is not a human being. I have become the champion of the of, of, of the fatherless, the voice of the voices everywhere I go. Because I have gone through the school of being broken. That's why some of you are going through what you're going through. It's not because God doesn't like you. It's not because God doesn't love you. But there are certain things, imprints of divinity that God wants to put in your heart. So that when you get to where you are get going and you see the people that ordinarily you should kill, you will weep and you will show them love. So it's not about God does not love you. It's about the weight of the glory that God wants to deliver to you. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Then if you look at the concept of hope and timing. Before we get there, one of the things I need to say that God led, 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 led me to, to say is, we are not called to understand the journey. We are called to keep believing and following. Many things happening in my life I don't understand. Can I shock you? The last time I was promoted in my office was about seven years ago. With back-to-back-to-back performance. Top rate. Why would God? It doesn't bother me. 
Because eventually, I will understand why. Eventually, what does not make sense to me now will make sense then. So what am I doing now? I keep working hard. I keep delivering. I keep telling people, oh, when do you need this? Oh, we need it on Friday. I'll deliver on Tuesday or Wednesday. It doesn't affect me because I know I haven't prayed, haven't done everything that I need to do, haven't developed myself. I keep pushing, I keep pushing. One day, they'll say, hang on. Why not do this, 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 and this for this guy? And then all of a sudden, I'll find myself in America. Ah. You understand that? At that time, it will what? It will make sense. No, now it doesn't really make sense why you are hustling. You are praying. You know, one day I told you people go and find out how much they sell car, and somebody quickly went. I remember, I think a lot of people said oh, probably she went to find out how much they were selling car. And I'm sure she has she has come down now. She's coming back to sit down. But you see, eventually, all these things will make sense. But you must keep doing what you are doing. Keep pushing. Maintain integrity. Keep building yourself. Keep learning. Keep serving God. No matter what you feel. No matter what people call you. Because at times, in that church, they bye-bye. In that church, they go, in that. Bro, there is no church you go to that they don't do it. Job chapter 14. Wherever I get to, I'll stop by 1240. Job chapter 14. Hmm. The Bible says, if a man die, <laughs> shall he live again? He said, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. I'll bring out three things from there, then I'll drop the mic. If it's only one I'm able to engage, we'll do one and go. There are three things I want to bring out from here that, is, that are relevant to the, to, to the topic of hope. He said, all the days of my appointed time, meaning for every man there's an appointed time. Ecclesiastes said there's a time for everything under the earth or under the sun. There's a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time for you to blow. That time will come. For every man, there is an appointed time. And he said, I will wait. Why? Until my change comes. Now, the appointed time is not determined by man. You know how our parents, when you clock 32, 33, 34, 35, they, be, they become jittery. Especially if you're a lady. They begin to harass you. When are you getting married? When are you bringing a man home? When are you getting married? When are you bringing a man? Eventually, okay, you get married. Year one, year two. Eh, eh, eh. When are you coming for Umugo? Eh, eh. But you must not stress yourself. Because you must walk with God to actualize your appointed time. There's an appointed And you see, the problem we run into mostly, we run into such problems when we begin to compare ourselves with our mates. All my mates are getting married. 
All of them have their own children. Tommy has two children. They are all running up and down. Me, I'm yet to be married. Bro, you are not Tommy Sin. When God was creating you, he created you unique. Hallelujah. And I've told you before that you may be classmates in school. But in life, there are no classmates. Why? Because life is a class of one. There are no classmates in life. When you begin to compare yourself with your classmates, some of your classmates are dead. So you better live your life and live it fully and enjoy it. Never compare yourself with anybody. Focus on your own race. And wait your time. The time of every man is in the hands of God. And I've said it before again, that if God had given me a pen and a paper and said, wrote to me, I want you to write how you want your life to go. I've told you before now. After I finish, I'll finish secondary school where? University where? Then I'll get scholarship to Harvard. When I finish from Harvard, I go to Oxford. Then Oxford to Cambridge. When I finish from Cambridge, I get a job in the best companies in the world. Then I become a multi-millionaire at the age of 25. By 30, I become a multi-billionaire. By the time I finish that, I am, I am, I, I am buying a yacht. And I'm, and I'm celebrating my 40th birthday on my personal yacht. Is it yacht they call it? Yeah, it's yacht. No, I'm using, I'm using the American pronunciation. You are using the Nigerian pronunciation. It's not yacht, it's yacht. It's okay. But you see, if that is what I will write, what God will write will be different because there are other things that God wants to package in me. And God has a global picture. For example, I got a call from a friend. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yesterday morning. She was in my fellowship on campus. She made a first class. When I was in Platinum Bank, she was in Prudent Bank way back. She had been married now for over 15 years. She's just carrying her babies. 15 years or more after marriage. And she's super excited. You know, it may be part of God's plan that that baby will be born the same time that Mufin will deliver. This is a girl who doesn't even know Mufin. And their children will go to, this, to the same school or meet somewhere. If she had had her children 15 years ago, there is no way that they will meet. But now they are going to be born in the next probably three, four months. The children will meet. The children will come together to accomplish something that is already written in the books of God to affect humanity. Now, God saw that and God held back a womb from producing. Everybody, nobody knew. Even she herself didn't know. And she was crying and wailing. But God that knew the plans that he had established before she was born held back her womb. You don't know what, is, what God is doing by holding you back. You don't know. 
don't know. You don't know. The reason why we are crazy and comparing and crying is because we are looking at what is happening to other people. Then we are now using that as a yardstick. Then we lose peace. We become worried. We become dejected. We become depressed. Eventually, what you are looking for, God will now do it. Then you'll be like, ah, God, why did you have to wait so long? It's because before you were born, God had a plan. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. The Bible says in Romans 8, 25, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait eagerly for it with what? Amplified. You don't have amplified? We wait for it with patience and composure. Amplified. If we, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait eagerly for it. With what? With patience and composure. Not with patience and confusion. Hey, God, God, where? Oh, God, where? Oh, God, where? Toluwani is married. Uh, God, where? Oh, God, I'm waiting. God, I'm waiting. Bro, you're not waiting, no. He said with patience and confusion. Please, give me message translation. Same Romans 8.25. In a message translation, it says, I'll read it from here. It says, but the longer we wait, the larger we become. And the more joyful our expectancy. So when you wait, wait with expectancy. Wait joyfully. Wait with hope. Wait with excitement. Don't wait with bitterness. Don't wait with, with worry and anxiety. Wait with joy. Whatever you're waiting for, always set your mind to calm down because it will come to pass. Am I communicating? It will come to pass. I was once a tenant. To all of you that are tenants, eventually you will own your house. Because I own mine. I once was a tenant on the mainland. Now we own houses, we own lands by the grace of God. Whatever vision you have seen for your life will come to pass. Ah, that amen is so weak. Ah, bro. If everybody looked down on you, you must never look down on yourself. Oh. I hope you know. If everybody looks down on you, the only person that must never look down on you is you. <laughs> you know, I, I told you how I got the job that I have now. Sitting in my office in Oando, taking coffee. They brought Guardian newspaper. And as I was going through, I saw advert that this company needs a lawyer. They wrote all the criteria. I didn't meet one or two. I was telling um, you now. I was telling you the other day when we went to prison. 
I said, well, I may not have meet this and this criteria, but the others I met, I find my, my paper. I sent my CV. Then they invited me for interview, and the rest is what? History. Me? Look down on myself? God forbid. No. You must never look down on yourself. There is nothing that they are looking for that you cannot do. The people who work where I am, some of you are better than them. The Bible says time and chance happens to them. So prepare yourself for your opportunities. Finally, Job said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. One final thing that Job knew, that you need to know, he knew that there was a coming change. That where he was, there was going to be a change. And that is one thing you must always keep alive, a glow on the inside of you. You must know that there's a change coming in your life. Even me, some of you may look at me and say, ah, you, ah, you don't have problem, everything is okay, okay, okay. Bruh! I will change for better. Someday they are going to ask for my CV, Attorney General, Federal Republic of Nigeria. Oh, yes. You see policemen bringing me here. Bro, it's not an empty dream. You know how I know. I am preparing for my next level. I am building myself. I am working on myself. My CV is up to date. Some of you who are looking for a job, you don't even have CV. My CV is up to date. Because I know that my change will come. So you've got to believe it. This was a guy who used to walk. But God changed my story. Right? He changed my story from a hawker who went to school and did very well. From nowhere, I got a scholarship. Then I went to London. Wow, me, London. Wow. Then God changed my story again. God will change your story. The Bible says, I had not seen. Here has not heard. Neither has it entered into the mind of man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. If you love God, if you truly love God, and you demonstrate that love by serving him. Ah! You can never imagine how far God will take you. No, no, no. You, 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 you will never imagine. And all it will take. You know, I used to say it on auditions prayers. That all it takes is one contact. One. Or one contract. Somebody will just take interest in you. For very strange reasons. That is what God can do. You cannot manipulate that. That somebody will just look at you and carry you and say, I will help you. Ah. These people will grant you access. 
your change will come. I know some of you are suffering today, but your change will come. I know you are trekking, but your change will come. From a tenant, God will bring a change for you to begin to own your own house in the name of Jesus. From trekking, God will give you your own cars in the name of Jesus. Ah! When I married my wife, I was trekking. Ask her. Pastor Tupac came here the other day and he said he met me inside downfall. When I used to visit her, after we got married, she was still in, in, in uh, final year in, in Ogun State University Medical School. I used to enter bus from Ojota to Shagamu. Then I'll enter Molue back. Me. Can you imagine me entering Molue? But my change came. Stand to your feet today. I say, God, let my change come. I believe that my change will come. No matter what I go through, no matter what I feel, no matter what I feel, no matter what I see around me, no matter what people are telling me, my change will come. No matter how much people abuse me, my change will come. My change will come because these two shall pass. I will not lose hope. I will not forsake God. I will not give up on God. I will not give up on hope because I know that all the days of my appointed time, my change will come. I may not look it right now. I don't have to look it. But God, I'll keep serving you. I'll keep believing you. I'll keep pushing. I'll keep following. I'll keep praying. I'll keep praying. I'll keep waiting. I'll wait with joy. I'll wait with expectation. I will not wait with bitterness. I will not wait with worry. But God, I will wait with joy. And as I wait, and I keep doing all these things, God, eventually, 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 my change, the change that I see, the change that I desire, they will come to pass. Oh God, I believe it. Open your mouth and say, God, I believe that my change will come. I believe that I will not end where I am. My life will not end there. God, my change will come. Every instrument, human instrument, angelic instrument, divine instrument that God will use to orchestrate my change. Oh God, let them be released. Let them be deployed in the name of Jesus. Every human agent, every angelic agent, every divine agent that will have a role to play in fulfilling my destiny, God, let them be deployed. 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 I will wait. My change will come. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Beyond what we can see, dream, hope, expect, you will do for us. The Bible says, when the Lord shall again turn the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Lord, turn around our captivity. Cause us to dream. To the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.
Thank you for listening to this message. Share with someone you know who needs this. God bless you.